Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Chair Softer Show. Joining me again tonight, we have Graham Hoffman. Woohoo! Thanks for having me. Hi Graham, back. welcome back. Okay, Thank you. so reason I've invited you on, Graham, under false pretenses, kind of. Uh oh. I've obviously just been to Shot Show, just come back, yeah, and just, you've been just rub it in. <laughs> yeah, and you've obviously been following what's been going on from the UK as well. So. Yeah, not all of us could be there, Andy. It's a yeah, shame. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not what you know; it's who you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I'm, first thing I'm going to say is the reason I've got you on, Graham, is there's so much to see that because you've been following it avidly from the UK, you might be able to pick up on some of the stuff that I've potentially missed out on. It is massive. Oh, I bet, I bet you've seen so much. And uh, how was Las Vegas? Unbelievable, mate! Yeah. I am going back next year. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good time. Oh yeah, and not not even just for not even necessarily for short show, just for going back to Vegas in back general. To Vegas, the place huh? is unbelievable. Now, obviously, shot show is a trade show, so most of the public don't get to go. I know it's hugely popular, and I do know people do get in without trade. But on the grand scheme of things, most people will never get to go here. Yeah. Give someone a picture as to how massive this event is. Okay, so um, basically you have to walk through the... It's either the Venetian or the Palazzo Casino to get into the Expo Centre, yeah? Right. And, uh, well, well, let's put it this way. We were there for an entire day and we only covered the bottom floor. <laughs> We had to go back a second day to just cover what else was left to go through. It was it's massive. Um, I mean, distances walked. If I just call up the old step count on my phone, I can put it into context for you. So, Wednesday last week, I walked six point nine miles, <laughs> and then on the Friday when we went back seven and a half miles we we had other things going on on the Thursday so we didn't get there unfortunately that day so we went the Wednesday and the Friday and then total nearly 14 well 14 and a half miles and you know you still miss stalls and I know I still miss stuff yeah <laughs> it is one. unreal how big the place is yeah I, and, that, that's always what I hear I always hear people say that you're really going to struggle to cover it all if you go there the fact <laughs> that I decided to wear proper shoes as well rather than trainers didn't help matters in the slightest. I have blisters the size of golf balls on my feet still <laughs> at the moment. Nice, nice. But, yeah, definitely, if you ever get the opportunity to go out there, guys, even if it's just to Vegas, just to go and have a play with some real steel, because I did get to play with a nice little Barrett 50 cal rifle while I was out there. Yeah, you were teasing me. I was getting the videos <laughs> coming through on Facebook going, oh, look, I'm just firing another one of these guns that you've always wanted to fire in your life. <laughs> it's, it's not as bad as one of the lads in our team who we sent a video of us firing a KSG to and he's got the TM1 and he got rather salty about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did look like you had a fantastic time. and uh, Yeah, definitely. Just If you ever go out there, make sure you've got plenty of money with you because it is just a void for cash. <laughs> And did you play on any of the slot machines? I, I put $5 into the, one of the slot machines in the Bellagio just to say I'd gambled there. Yep. Because, you know, it's famous. Even <laughs> even just for the fountains outside, they're unreal to watch. Uh, um, but, I mean, I made $130 in the stratosphere on the old roulette tables. Nice, nice. So that paid for my dinner on the last night. Literally <laughs> covered 
most of the bill. Very nice, very nice. So, um, yeah. We should get onto airsoft then, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not. I'm going to go through all the guns and that, that uh, and the stuff we've picked up on that we're quite looking forward to, because everybody's covered this stuff to death by now. So we're going to go through the things we think we should be watching over the next twelve months for coming out. Yeah. And it's not just going to be on the guns; it's other things as well. Because I've actually looked at other things that could be good for like your kit or your milsim stuff. Uh, Mm-hmm. But we'll come on to that a little bit later on. Cool. Yeah, like I say, from over here, obviously trying to keep on top of what I can given the time zones. There's an awful lot of stuff have come out though. And like you say, some of it's 12 months, but some of it literally was like, by the way, your retailer's got them now. It was like, whoa, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah, it's it's come out of nowhere, some of this yeah. stuff, hasn't it? And of course, most of this hopefully will come to IWA in a couple of months where I'll yeah, which you're heading to aren't you so I'll have you back on to talk about anything there that yeah, may have come out since I'll be honest you get to see all the exclusives IWA is almost like a follow up show all the exclusives come out at SHOT Show but it yeah. should be exciting times Yeah, so definitely, definitely. where shall we start? I think the best place to start is with G&G or 101 Tech was it? they, could, they, could, they come under something uh, like that um, yeah we've got G&G yeah, it's like G&G, New Prol, you had Mechanics there with them, Polar Star as well. Oh, okay, I think, right. I think the biggest thing really there to start with is the CM16 LMGs. Yes, that went down very popular online. Yeah. Now, that, there's been a bit of debate about these, actually. I've noticed on the Airsoft groups while I was away, uh, once they'd sort of been announced, because some people are going, oh, it's not an LMG, it's just an M4. Well, I'm sorry, but... The easiest way for it to feed is through the bottom in the magwell. Okay, yes, it's not strictly an LMG because you're not feeding up like you would on a normal one, but as far as I'm concerned, the looks are there, the aesthetics are there. They've just made it as easy as they can from the looks of it to say, feed. It looks like an LMG. I, yeah, I, I you've, you've, got, you've got your box mag and your belt feeding in and everything, you know. Yeah, and it comes with the fake you know, belt fed, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, that's all part of it. And the price is really reasonable. Yeah, uh, I believe they said they were going to retail for about two hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, I think it's about two fifty pounds. I think so. Two fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's about, about, about right with the exchange yeah. rate at the moment. Uh, the only thing, obviously, they're going to have to do is start putting uh, weaker springs in. Yep. Because they're quoting four hundred to four ten. Now, obviously, this shows in America, so they've got much higher FPS limits than we do, anyway. Yeah, between, um, between so lower FPS and get rid of that yellow flash hider. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the so, orange flash hider's a thing out there. But it's exciting because we haven't... Yes, there's plenty of LMGs out. How many reliable ones out there? Oof. Yeah, uh, if, it, if it's G&G combat machine, it's going to go till the cows come home, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah budget, I'd, I'd it's uh, still CM16. budget, though, yeah, it's quite yeah. a budget thing, but you do know you are going to get some reliability there. Um, yeah, you're not breaking the bank, and it's, it's going to last at the yeah. end of the day. And... Um, I'm interested I, I, to see I how can... the box mags go as well because obviously they are doing it from the bottom. So I'm yeah. hoping it should be more reliable. Yeah, definitely, because that's a, that's obviously a big problem I've noticed plaguing the um, LMGs before is the feeding tube. I know I've got a guy, I've got a friend who's got a MG42, and that's just constantly jamming up on him and having feeding problems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's always the biggest flaw with uh, if, is absolutely the. The, the way the box mags are fed between the hose and uh, 
because obviously you've got the sound detection and stuff like that, and it always does seem to go. So yeah, essentially, definitely. it's a drum mag, isn't it? Really, what's happening now? Yeah. And um, we should should see hopefully some good responses over here. Um, I'm not too keen on the tan version, but I can see it being a very very popular LMG over here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, other things that we saw from J and J as well. Uh, you've got the I think that says MGCR. So I'm looking trying to read off of photos as well the <laughs> names of them. Uh, the the five five six gas blowback rifle yep. that they're producing now. I don't remember G and G doing a gas blowback before. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just me and I've missed something, but I don't think I've seen them do a gas blowback before. You know what? I'm not overly. Um, I'm not confident enough to say they have yet. or haven't, but I don't remember one, and. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it goes, especially if it is a new venture for them. Because, obviously, I prefer gas blowback a lot of the time. The issue um, is, and I was chatting with someone um, online the other day, can you really rely on gas blowback in the UK? The, the people that I spoke to, and obviously you've seen on Facebook, there's always a lot of hate uh, with HP and stuff like that. And a post I put a post up recently of saying... You know, this is how GBB uh, players feel, and basically it was showing that every shot just doesn't work between the jams, and not enough BBs, the gas running out, not in the right temperature, too hot. I can't see. I struggle over here to ever justify a gas blowback. But the first person said, "Oh, mine works all year round," and I was like, "Where are you?" And he said, "Florida." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it's gonna work all year round yeah, out there." I mean, I was out there in October, and it was still thirty-two degrees. You always so, need a, a good, consistent heat. I mean, yeah. there are definitely people that have them working over here, and I do know there are players that have them all year round, but on the grand scale, it seems... especially Yeah, it's a minority rather than a majority. Yeah, and I'd love to run gas blowback. I mean, I use semi only. Yeah. I use 45 to 60 round mags tops anyway. It's yeah, just definitely. for me, that reliability, and you know, I'd love to strip it down and know it's reliable and maintained. In actual fact, over here, it's just kind of like, right, I'll stick with the AEG, is reliable. Or if I want to go gas, go HPA, at least it's consistent, it's regulated, yeah. you know. Or, or worst case scenario, some sites still don't allow it, the CO2, but there's obviously still a lot of variation in those. Yeah, And absolutely. a lot of sites are reluctant, but that'll bring us, we'll come on to CO2 in a little while, actually, absolutely. won't we? Absolutely, yeah. Because um, really there's some exciting about. stuff with that. Did you see the CO2 MP40? Uh, I believe that was under... Uh, Umarex, I believe that was, yeah. Um, they yeah, they spoke about that a while back, and it doesn't have a hop unit from what I understand. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. They basically, from what I understand of it, now I'm sure if anyone's going to correct me, they will, but from what I remember reading of all the reviews of that when it first came out, because I was excited because I fired the real one in Florida last year. And I was excited for it to come out, but by all accounts, all they've done is they've converted their 4.5 mil metal BB version into a six mil airsoft version, and not put a hop unit in it or anything. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that's a bit disappointing. But we found out that KWA are meant to be resuming work on theirs at some point. Oh, cool. Which will be interesting to see because uh, KWA. I mean, they they looked they looked the business there. They really did. 
they 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 blew the show away as far as I was concerned with the uh, stands. Now, obviously, G&G and ASG and the other companies put on a very good stand, but KWA, there was some other stuff that they had that we looked at that was uh, unreal as well, but we'll come on to them again later as well. Oh, interesting, yeah, because um, I haven't seen a lot about them. Um, yeah. And there's a few companies that I was expected to see something from and haven't. Yeah, obviously you're not gonna. I got asked about TM before I went. You're not gonna see them outside of Japan. Let's no, be honest. A, no, absolutely not. They don't. So I can't give you anything on TM. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> um, That'd be next so, year, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just while we're on G and G still, uh, they've got Battleship Grey and Black Orchid versions of the ARP nine coming out. Uh, going to be limited <laughs> runs. But huh? I admit, I hate that gun. I don't like the way it looks, but I admit it's popular and it's a really good price. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I kind of agree with you. The magwell just looks too chunky for a 9mm <laughs> mag. It just looks unbelievable. Oh, you're not going to make any fans um, for this show, then, are you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can see the point behind one, because for CQB, it's a great little compact weapon to run around with. Compact little PDW. Yeah. But... Would I buy one with money? Personally, no. Nah, I'm the same. Absolutely the same. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's loads of other M4 variants coming out from G&G. Another thing we saw was um, Polar Star. We've got a couple of rifles coming out. PR-15 AR Gen 2s. Now, one of them is going to be the old hose-fed version. Yeah. And one of them is going to have a um, HPA sort of reservoir in the stock tube, in the buffer tube. Uh-huh. And you can okay. set your pressure there and lock it. Now, obviously, that brings us on to the next subject very nicely because these guys didn't tell us a lot about how it works and weren't very forthcoming with information while we were there. But Titman are doing something similar, I believe, yes. from what I've seen. Now... I'm actually, I'm not really a HPA kind of guy, but I'm actually quite excited for this. It's a, it's a very unique take on the HPA system, I think. This is the Amiga series, right? This is the series where you put the two CO2 bulbs in the yeah. stock tube. Yeah. So the Amiga series, this is the kind of the new thing out. It's not out, released yet, but it's coming soon. You can use HPA. Uh, yeah. with, the, with the line, or you can boot, use two CO2 capsules in the stop. So yeah. it, it looks very similar to the Minecraft adapter. Put that in there, pierces both ends, fires around. I didn't get any confirmation as to how much that'll fire, but I'd imagine you're probably going to get what two, three hundred. Uh, sorry, three to six hundred shots. Yeah, the uh, the Polar Star version. They was quoting three hundred and sixty rounds. Okay. That you could get out of the tank, but I believe that 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 was an individual tank, and you had to change that over rather than it being the two CO two cartridges. Now, obviously, there's quick release system. On and this the is essentially a 13, 13 CO tank in the um, in the stock, right? Yeah, effectively. Yeah, it's just how, basically how many age. shots is that? They're saying three hundred and sixty. Okay, so the AR one made of a Vulcan. Again, expensive, um, expensive but a nice looking HPA has got that in the tank. Yeah. And again, they've got 600 shots. Yeah. 
it's not a lot, but it's enough. Obviously, if you're running high oh, caps, yeah, it's two high caps. Um, let's be honest, if you're running gas blowback anyway, yeah. you tend to be more conservative with your shots when you know. So if you're running a HPA system like that from a gas blowback system, you're going to be used to what you're doing anyway and play it as such. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing about the Amiga series is it's powered by electric still, isn't it? It's not solely... Yeah, there was HPA. a 9-volt... Was it a 9-volt? Not 9-volt. Yeah, 9-volt yeah, battery. Volt battery. Right in the, bottom. Yeah. The, the idea being is that these are for the kind of remote users. Yeah, I believe it was in the. Uh, it's a web hand grip, be, in, yeah. in the hangar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the idea being, a... if you were in a remote area, you haven't got a dive station nearby. All you need is a nine volt, a nine volt, mm. a nine volt battery for your your grip or your motor area, and then two CO two capsules in your stock, and you're basically ready to go. And you can get yeah. that from most places, really. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited to see how that's going to come out from Tipman, to be honest with you, because I've, I've always been very against HPA. That's just my personal preference. You know, I've seen a lot of people play stupidly with it. Yeah. But from what I understand of the Tipman as well, from what I've been led to believe by the various reports I've seen on it, uh, they're going to limit the rate of fire to, I believe, they quoted 25 rounds per yes, second as the maximum. Yeah, which they, ha- they are. Because thank you. Yeah. Obviously, you uploaded that video a little while back from the states from our airsoft team running HPA, HPA yeah. with insane rates of fire, just literally spraying people and causing pain, which is not what airsoft's about. No. I saw. Um, uh, I saw a post on the other day: seventy rounds per second to the point his hop can't keep up with it. Yeah, you don't need that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Especially if you're in a CQB environment where it should be single shot only. But to be honest, for Tipman HPA as it is, I think the most you can have is probably about 33. It's not crazy high because it's so focused on uh, the recoil system yeah. and what it's doing. I mean, uh, there's a lot of air inefficiency on that because of the recoil. Yeah. That it's not a hugely high rate of fire gun. I mean, you can turn them up and you can make them higher if you change that kick back to uh, basically the, the plastic version of the bolt so it's more of a speed kind of gun really Yeah. but Tipman have been pretty good on their rate of fires and you're right this one is limited which is good because essentially if you're going to have two CO2 capsules you really want to be gas efficient um, yeah definitely rate of fire, hopefully by a little bit less recoil the fact that regulators inside the gun as well which means You've got two CO2, two CO2 capsules and a regulator all in one. You don't actually have to have any line. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to. You can use any magazines with them. Exactly. The current CO2 system means the CO2 is in the mag. Every time you change mag, you lose that CO2 capsule. Yeah. So no, this is amazing stuff. And of course, they've also hit their AEG market as well now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The Commando, Commando series. series coming out. Yeah. yeah um, retailing relatively reasonably as well. What's that? Sorry. Rel- retailing at relatively reasonable prices from it's about 140 what quid, 150 quid. Yeah, here, which it's is basically not too bad. CM16 area, the Vulcan TRG range or the Vultal, Vulcan Battle Axe, I think they call yeah. it as well. Um, I could have brought, I could have brought one for you know, for the money I spent on my dinner on the last night in Vegas. Pretty much, yeah, and that's that is all fully polymer, polymer. Yeah. So it is plastic, but it is your budget gun. At the end of the day, is it full metal polymer? 
Recon, Recon is the full metal version. So yeah. you can go from the Commando, which is their basic, then you go up a step to the next level, which is a Recon series. Uh, Recons yeah. are available in a few weeks. The Commandos are available now. Amiga, which was the uh, the one we were just discussing with the CO2 and HPA, should be out in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah. Um, no, I think they've done some amazing stuff. And of course, I don't know if you saw, they've also released their thermal lens dual pane mask. I didn't see that. So this is very similar to uh, Tipman being from a paintball scene. Very yeah. similar to a dye mask. Right, yeah. Or, even so, I don't know if you remember the old the old airsoft masks where you had the goggles, but you also had, and they were primarily in green, had like a green cap over the front and a little mesh area for the mouth. Oh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, they were really old, kind of like the higher AEG masks. Yeah. So you get, a, it's thermal dual layer lens, so that's goggles, full seal around yep. the face. You have essentially a cap that comes down the front to protect your, your forehead and and then the lower face is mesh, except for oh. the, and the nose bit's plastic. Right. So you got so you kind of got goggles in front of you, then a plastic area around the nose, and then all the lower face is mesh. Yeah. Um. In and that's coming out within the next month. So this will be Ooh. interesting because dual dual lens means we should stop the steaming out. The fact the lower face where the mouth is is uh, mesh means you shouldn't be steaming up. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I I might have to get one to run and review just. Because I'm a big sweaty bastard when I start running around. Well, if you are, if you want to do full face and you accept the fact that you're not going to go for the the Milsim realism attitude, um, and I don't know how it's going to feel if you want to wear a helmet, that may require a little bit of tweaking. Tipman yeah. are a quality company, and I have a lot of hope for how that works. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. The name the name's been around in the paintball scene for years, and they're making great strides in the airsoft world as well now. Yeah. Absolutely. So they're definitely one to watch, I believe, over the coming twelve months, just to see what they do next. Oh, there's no doubt. I think with the the Tipman HPA gun, yes, there's definitely faults with it, but the customer service customer service is second to none. I was on my yeah. third upper before I sold mine, um, which shows that my chance of quality control wasn't great. But I will say my third upper went to secondhand sale, and they've they're still using it a year later. Um, yeah. But they replaced it without any issues at all straight upper change straight trigger unit change because of like, yeah. oh, it's clearly a fault we'll change it for you no cost to me not even postage and the fact yeah. that they have experience from paintball scene so they kind of know what they're doing already it's just working for the airsofters and working the image together yeah it's just getting into the, it's getting into the market now isn't it because let's be honest yeah. there's a lot of big names around in the airsoft world at the moment yeah absolutely and Tipman is still the new boys on the block as it were yeah, so well, I think they've got to shake to the paintball. Yeah. St- in the UK, they've still it's got to shake the paintball stigma. And it's the same for Balkan. I mean, Balkan over yeah. here are in the same situation. They're seen as paintball market, uh, paintball companies, and they need to shake that. And they are trying their best by producing some quality products. I'm glad you mentioned Balkan, though. Oh, okay. They were... We went over to see what they had coming out and chat to them and have a look. And they weren't very forthcoming with any information whatsoever. They oh, were. Really? They they almost seemed like they didn't want to be there when we approached them. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, they 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 might have just been because it was getting towards the end of the day and they were tired. You know, <laughs> I don't want to sort. You know how it is. Yeah, but yeah. 
they they really didn't seem to provide me with much information on anything at all. We just sort of went, oh yeah, this is that, this is that, this is this, this is this, and that was about it. Okay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed, but luckily we did go to see what Valken had on. Because on the way back, we bumped into... Moving on to Kit slightly here. they've got their new pistol series. Falcon Tactical's got the new ASL series. And the new yeah, pistol... didn't talk ones. about any of that at all. I said, I said like, what have you got here that's, like, up and coming to one to watch kind of thing? And they didn't want to provide any information at all. Wow. So yeah. I, was, I was a little bit underwhelmed by them. But I was glad I bumped into them because we got chatting to the guys from uh, Ironclad, the glove company. Yes. Now... I've been an impact guy uh, from mechanics since day one. Yep. I'm getting rid of them now. Really? These ironclads. Right, I've got a pair of the grippy ones, which uh, don't have the knuckle protection on, which I'm going to use as my range gloves. Okay. Just because they're nice and comfortable, and they're not as chunky. Even the impact ones, they're not as chunky on the fingertips. Like the, I'm not sure if you've run the mechanics ones before and found, like, sometimes it can be... In a rush, it's a little bit of a struggle getting your finger just in on the trigger just because of the chunkiness of the fingers at the end. Well, yeah, you definitely do lose some of that sensitivity. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, These... no, but, uh, to be honest, that's why I don't have mechanics gloves. And uh, yeah. I know they're great gloves. I know people like them. They're just not comfortable for me yeah. in that respect. But... I won't go back to them now because I've used these ironclad ones and they're a lot thinner at the end. You've still yeah. got the protection all up your knuckles and that. But they're a lot thinner, so I can get onto that trigger quicker. I can get in there, find what I'm doing, and get going that much quicker than I can with the impacts. Huh, very cool. Um, you know what? If we see each other at Oxo 8, I'd love to have a look at those, because I have brought some gloves recently. Yeah. I've got I've got the grippy ones on me at the moment. They gave me those as a sample to try out, which, like I said, they're going to be great for the range, but I'm not going to wear them in-game because... It sucks getting shot in the knuckles, let's be honest. <laughs> it really sucks. You want that extra bit of protection. So I'll, I'll be getting a pair of the impacts for once uh, Roger, my supplier for them, he, okay. he, once he gets some in stock, they also do sort of real tree style ones as well, which yep. you may be interested in with your sniper ops and that. Huh, very looking cool. at one day. They, they do a sort of Real tree style. In fact, I'm going to see if I can find a picture I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I've you. actually seen a photo of them, so I know exactly. Oh, you have, yeah, yeah, yes. good, yeah. That's with the re uh, the the real tree kind of style on the top of the glove, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then they're sort of the brown tanny colour. Yeah. The rest of it, just to, I think they'd be they they could be good for your sniper ops, your hunting, all that sort of thing. So. Well, wow, very cool. Well, to be honest, I mean, I'm definitely looking at gloves this year. I have got yeah. some gloves. I've got. Um, and they're not they're not overly expensive as well. Oh, fantastic stuff! I think he I think he was quoting possibly in dollars. I believe he was quoting fifteen, twenty, twenty five for oh, okay. the bottom of the range to the impact at the top of the range for twenty five dollars. Yeah. Which with the current exchange rate, you're looking at about fair, eighteen to twenty price. quid. <laughs> it's probably the Once same price. Once you import, yeah. By the time it comes over here, but that's you know that's a. A solid price range for the gloves that are over here. Yeah, definitely. It? It's competitive. Yeah. And oh, very cool. they're a much nicer product. But that, that was the off shot of uh, Valken not being very helpful. We bumped into those guys. And I was glad for it. I've got a very nice pair of gloves to use on the range now when I'm doing some work. Very cool. So, cool. what's next? All right. 
ASG ICS and Hero Arms with a CQR. Yes, now this one now, is interesting. It's a, it's a, I don't know whether to like it or not. I, I sort of feel dirty. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like it, but I know I am definitely in the minority by judging the feedback online. People There's been a lot of positive this. feedback around this, and um, obviously I bumped into Paul out there, ASG Paul. Yep. Uh, is it Wignall? Wignall, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Bumped into him out there, and he was telling us about it, and... He seemed to be quite excited about this product coming out to the market as well. Now, it's very unique look to it. It's very sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know if it. I don't know if it'd grow on me, but um, I mean, I can see why people will like it. You know, it's there's not a lot like it on the market at the moment as Absolutely. well. So, chances are, if you get one early on, it's going to be very unique. And we know ASG will produce some very, very, very nice products. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and I think this is good for ASG, but it's definitely good to get some ICS exposure. And of course, yeah, Hero, Hero Arms is new to us, really. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting stuff, and like I say, the, the fact of this partnership, it looks impressive. Yeah. Not my cup of tea, but again, judging by the feedback I've seen online, and a lot of my friends were saying, I want that, can I buy the printed parts separately? which may be something that's available as well in the near future. Yeah. But no, really nice work from them. And obviously they've done their release, the grey. Yeah, uh, the grey SPO1. Yeah, SPO1 and PO9, yep. Yeah. Again, fantastic pistols, there's no doubt about it. If you wanted them in a different colour, now's your opportunity. And yeah. there's no doubt about it, they are probably one of the best performing gas blowbacks I've ever encountered. And they they yeah. come at a price. I mean, they are... Averaging around one four five, I think they come at. But they do the yeah. gas. And I, I've got to say, I do like the ASG. ASG was funny enough. I brought the first the first riff I ever brought was an ASG tri shot. <laughs> and you know how much fun that is, Graham. I, I do, and it's surprisingly fun. Uh, so yeah, that's a, is that your first riff was a shotgun. That's brave. Yeah, well, I played You're CQB. I was now. playing at a CQB site. And I thought, what better than a pistol and a shotgun? So <laughs> I did that at first. Yeah. But no, ASG always put a lot of effort into their stands, and um, no doubt, I'm sure you saw there, it looked amazing. It did. Like I said, Junji and ASG put on a hell of a show. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to look at, and it looks professional as well, Yeah. which is the main thing. You know, Again, going back to Valken, their stand didn't look anywhere near as professional as the ASG and G&G ones. To me, the the Valken one was showing a lot of kit off. You know, a it, lot was, of it was it was it was over it was cluttered. Yeah, there it was, was no cluttered real, rather than no real one focus was there. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's probably part of the reason that I don't know. Maybe they were just unhelpful because they were pissed off with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely had a, a bit of a rough time in the U.S. market over yeah. here. Of course, it's a bit of a different situation. Yeah. Right, moving on. Did right. you get to Red Wolf? I did get to Red Wolf indeed. I met the. I finally saw the Lee Enfield. You saw the Lee Enfield, right? What's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I had. I've it. held this in a production version, the only one in the UK. Yeah. I loved it, um, but again, I, I hadn't used it, and I'd only just carried it. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, as as a airsoft gun, like the bolt pull is nice and smooth and. 
It looks the part, and it functions how you'd expect. But I, don't, I don't know if it's skirmishable, to be fair. I mean, it looks good, yeah. it's expensive to be skirmish. It's definitely more wall hanger, I'd say, for a collector. Yeah, it's more a talking piece, and yeah. unfortunately for me, the weight's not there, and it let me down a little bit. Oh, really? I was I grew up with the Egg Cadets uh, doing rifle drill on these things when I was younger, and they weigh an absolute ton. And Now, it's obviously for the market, but... The Red Wolf one's very, very light. Oh, and okay. I was a little bit disappointed, actually. Wow, that's interesting. But it's a, it's a, don't get me wrong, it's a very, very nice-looking gun. And yep. it's very well-made. And you can see how people are going to buy that, even if it is just as a decoration piece. Or, I mean, you could use it for World War One Airsoft with the uh, gunmen when they do their games. They only do them once or twice a year, so... <laughs> It'd be ideal for that. We have seen a, a lot of World War One, World War Two era rifts coming out in the last yeah. twelve months, really. Yeah, well, you've had a lot of you've had the uh, Thompson gas blowback come out, haven't you? Thompson. Now we've got the MP40. You've got the Lee Enfield. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's an era coming back, I believe. <laughs> That'd be nice. But the thing I know you were interested in from Red Wolf is the Avatar grenade. Before you say that, did you get to see the SGR12? The SGR12, yes. What did you think? I like it, but then again, I'm I'm a masochist, and everything that's a semi-auto, fully auto shotgun is ideal for me. <laughs> it looks beasty. There's no doubt about it. It looks yeah. an incredible piece. I was recently playing at Bajau, um, and a guy came up behind, pretty much about ten to fifteen of us, with his AA12, and just yeah. took us all out. But that SGR12 looks amazing. There's no doubt about it. It does. The hammer magazine just makes it look awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's 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 one that I may get. Yeah. Very cool. It's it's toss up between that and the KSG because I've actually fired the KSG now and I like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on in. Avatar grenade. I'm so excited to see this come over here. They're massive. Yep, that's always the feedback. They are huge, like. You're going to have to carry them around in your dump pouch, I think, is the only way you're going to be able to carry these. These are not going to fit in your grenade pouches at all. Oof. Okay, so that's an interesting point. So it isn't. you don't reckon it's going to fit in a lot of pouches? That will be interesting to see how they come around that. It will. I want to see how they're going to work around that. Or hopefully not. I bloody hope not. They flash and they're massive. Yeah. You're going to fall over the thing before you lose it. <laughs> is it like rolling a barrel through the room? Is that what we're expecting? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's basically like you're playing Donkey Kong <laughs> with it. It's huge. <laughs> you're, basically, the other guys are Mario and they're jumping over your nades to try and get away. It's unreal. They did obviously have the... I can't remember the name of them, but they had the smaller version of it, which is going to fit in your grenade pouches. Happily. Oh, so you were talking about the round one, are you? Yeah, I was on about the big round That's ones. That's the round one. So they, you do have the... They have the cylindrical... So the impact sort of skin. Classical, yeah. So you got the um, impact skin as well yeah. as the... Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the uh, round the cer- barrel yeah, is, Donkey Kong impact. style. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what's your thoughts? Um, it, it looks like a well-polished bit of kit, that's for sure. They look good. Yeah. I'd be interested... I'd like to have a go with one to see how it's going to function sometime. Well, because I'd be interested to see how it's going to work in-game. Yep, and these are only BB fires. There are a lot on the market. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's it's expensive for what it is because a lot of people these days really are going to go for their blank fires. 
like your TRMRs, like your Dynatex, I'd think. Well, so, in the UK, yes. This was an interesting discussion I had. In the UK, yes. But there are a lot of countries you can't use blank virus. And this could be their Oh, solution. that's interesting. Because, obviously, you, don't, you only really sort of hear about what's going on here. I didn't yeah, realise... across Europe, there's a lot of places you can't use blank firing grenades. Oh, so, so now they, they make a bit more sense. Yeah, uh, plus the fact they may bring out... For all we know, bear in mind, you could change the internal core and the skin. I wonder yeah. if a blank firing grenade core comes out. Because the core changes the way it works. Where it's timed, where it's Bluetooth... Yeah whether it's going to be tripwire, that all comes from the core. And I wonder if they bring out a, a you know, a BFG style. Should we future. agree another one to watch? Yeah, I think it's, it's not, it's not a cheap bit of kit. If, if you're looking for one of those grenades that are 40 quid, you, this isn't the place for it. Yeah, this but isn't it. If you're looking for something that's got so much potential, because the fact of you have the flexibility of changing the skins and the cores to what you want it to be. Yeah. Suddenly you want a tripwire. Now you want it to be Bluetooth. Now you want it to be rolled in the room. It could be really cool. Uh, I, obviously, there's a lot to be seen from there. We don't have enough skins yet. We've only got the two, which is the round one, and the you know, the average grenade one. Although I do know they're making a smaller version of that. Yeah. I have. There is a guy in the UK that actually bought two of them because this was originally a crowd crowdfunded project, oh, which I didn't okay. know. So this was originally crowdfunded. So he has two from his crowdfunding, and he yeah. says they are a fantastic bit of kit. And he's Wait, actually, is this a crowdfunder that's actually produced a project? Yeah, uh, well, uh, unlike other news, I don't know if you've seen them as G announcement. I did indeed, <laughs> while I was out in uh, Vegas. Yeah, so I don't know if you... It's almost like if you wanted them as G, get your refund and buy an avatar, because at least there's something come out of it. Yeah, and there's there's going to be something there at the end of the day. Now I can imagine we we may we year. may all eat our hat, and the Maz G may come out, and it might be a fantastic product at double the price. But yeah, it's it's just seeming like a massive, massive, massive scam now. Yeah, the price has gone from sixty to one hundred twenty-five, or sixty-five to one hundred twenty-five. So it's doubled your price. Yeah, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you back that, well, you're still not going to get it without forking over the double the price. Which at that price you could just go get yourself. I think it's the. I think the avatar in the UK is about £110. Again, not cheap, but the extra skins are going to be £30, £40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I think if you want to back a winning horse, I would go with the avatar over the Maz G. And I'm excited to see how many skins come out through 2018. Yeah, that, I, uh, yeah I think that's one to watch again. Yeah. There's a lot to watch out of this show. Yeah. I, um, I can't wait to get my hands on it at IWA. There's no yeah. doubt. Uh, I'll be up there and I will be speaking to Mark or Tim and. Yeah. Tim, I, I briefly met Tim as well. Uh, just briefly spoke to him. He was off to do a review of another product, which we'll come on to in a minute. Cool. Um, but very nice guy, very helpful, very knowledgeable of the product, exactly what you'd expect from somebody at a trade show. Yeah. And he was actually with another customer and turned around and spoke to us about the product while he was with another customer before oh, he went off nice to do his done. thing. So very nice guy. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I couldn't find anyone who would find something bad about to say about the guy. Um, no. so very cool. And of course, they brought out their Nighthawk as well. Yeah, yeah, Eternals yeah. 1911, basically. Yes, um, I saw that as well. Very nice. Very sexy. Um, I, need, I need to get myself a 1911 because I'm missing that from my collection and I love the things. What's your price range on that? Are you, are you looking for a budget or are you looking for a good one? I'm going to go all out. 
okay. Because I'm saying I've just got the Raven 1900. Yeah, I'm gonna actually go and have a go with the Raven at some point in the future. Next time we play together, and of course this is great audio content, but next time we play together, um, give me a shout and I'll bring mine to have a go. I'm really chuffed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Reach out for it. Okay, what's next? Right. Uh, we can briefly touch on Classic Army. Not a lot really in there, other than they've got the double barrel M4, which is horrendous <laughs> and pointless, and the new and the new minigun, which miniguns are always fun because screw everyone in their cover. I'll, I'll be honest. The is it DT4 double? Yeah, DT M4, something like that. Yeah. That uh, double barrel or DBM4, double barrel yeah. M4. I just laughed at how many photos came out the weekend of people cable tying their M4s together to say they already had one. And funny enough, G&G did the same thing with their MG42s. They gaffer taped two of them together <laughs> and said, look what we've done. Amazing. Yeah, I have no idea where this has come from. I presume they are just throwing something to see what comes out of it. It's almost like somebody got very, very drunk and thought it was a brilliant idea, isn't it? It's the sort of thing you'd come up with down the pub. What were we going to do? Just put two M4s together. We're oh, they've of... only got one trigger. What's that? We're out of ideas and we can't afford any more licenses. What can we do? Although, actually, <laughs> I've just remembered something talking about that. There was the guy, and I um, don't know if you remember the TV show, Sons of Guns. No. They got three either M4s or M16s and mounted them to each other. So the gas system from the last one fed the next one so it'd recoil each other <laughs> and oh mate it was I'm going to see if I can dig the link out and send it to you because it's unbelievably insane bit of kit. wow interesting but it, it reminded me of that it's that sort of insane ingenuity that leads to these new products yeah um, can you see it taking off I'd be surprised I can't it. to be honest I'm going to I think it's a novelty thing it's a talking point yeah, it may be something in the fact that it gets people to talk about Classic Army. I am really yeah. confused to see how many they're going to sell. Maybe it, someone does go, you know what, I just really want to have one because it looks funny and I'll be the only person I know that's got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the only one who's mental enough to buy one of these. <laughs> and then you turn up at the field and one of your mates will have one. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely an odd one. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anything else from... Classic Army. I know they bought out the SG, SG three, SG one, something like that. To be honest, it's not really been something that I've kept on top of. From I've not really kept on top of the Classic Army. I I tend not. I've not really used their products before. Um, more of a. I've not really heard great things about their products, so I'm well, not I, really. I, I think they did some great like G threes back in the day, and they were definitely a brand that was stronger five ten years ago than now. And I'm hoping we see more from them. It's the same thing. I consider Classic Army and ICS the yeah. original guys. And, you know, to, to me, not original as TM, but they were after TM in the UK. They were the big brands 10 years ago. Unfortunately, both ICS and Classic Army have definitely slowed down. The quality controls dropped, and other guys have just come in there with better budget guns to replace yeah. them at that market. So, to me, Classic Army definitely start moving more towards... They need to up the game guns, a bit, maybe. But... Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see the fact that ASG picked ICS up has helped ICS massively, and maybe something yeah. will happen with Classic Army in this year. Uh, right, moving on. Branded Glocks were there. Uh, the licensed ones, the official licensed ones, yeah. Let's oh, I, I be honest, I raise, raise your hand, guys, if you have got a Glock that's got trades on it anyway. 
I'm not. I'm not even joking. Their arm down. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's all they've done is it's an official thing now. Um, they did feel nicer than the say the WE Glocks. That's all in your head. It's got to be all in but your head. It must be. I, I don't. I don't know. I, is I, it like a I, rubber grip or something? Ish. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't own an airsoft Glock anyway because there's that stigma of players that buy an airsoft Glock and then all of a sudden think they're like the real army because they've got the same pistol as the real army. And <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always yeah. that one guy, and it, it ruined Glocks for me in airsoft. I don't know if you remember. Nearly it was two years ago now. Me and you went to Strike Force, and we did a little bit of competition shooting. Just yes. on target. Yes. We, we had a 1911 and a Glock, and they were the first time I've used either for airsoft. Yeah, I preferred the 1911. Same here. That's why. I Even if I did have my little cock up with my hand fistedness and releasing the mag <laughs> on the first shot the oh, first yes. time. Uh, but yeah, I that was the same thing for me. I found target acquisition with the 1911 and the Comfort way more superior. So yes, it may have been 18 months ago, but that's what led me down to buy the Raven 1911. And not the Raven EU18, which is their Glock. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I get why people are excited that Glock have come on there. But in true fact, I don't know why you'd want to pay for the Glock over any of the other brands. Yes, yeah. without the trades. But if you are a trades guy, go ahead. You know. Funnily enough, you're talking about the because uh, obviously that's around where Umarex and that were, weren't it? Yes. Under the show, I've just seen a fit picture of. Do you remember Tid from Octo? Yes. There's a picture of him with the MP40 here. Oh, very cool. I've sent to you, but yeah. I still don't like the fact that it doesn't have the... Uh... I'm going to have to look into that. If that's got no hop-up, that's a very odd one. Yeah. Um, last thing on the riffs. Uh, KWA. Obviously, they've got PTS with them as well. Uh, PTS have some nice little gas blowback rifles coming out. Yep. But one thing I'm quite excited for from KWA... It's the Ronin TK45. I knew you were going to mention the SMG. <laughs> okay, yeah. What's it's it? like it's like the odd love child of an M4 and a Vector. You know what? The first thing I see on that is Vector. I mean, I see the M4 stop. Yeah. It's have bizarre. You, have you managed I, I to quite fire liked it or anything it. like that? Did they have any... Um, they, this is where it gets interesting. Obviously, I spoke about... Um, they had some niceties there. They had a... For want of a better term, a training software with lasers in and they actually had the Ronin 45 with a recall system on this and they were letting the people have a go with it and it's like um, anyone ex-military on here who's been in the last few years will remember the DCCT ranges yes which it's, it's like one of those oh very cool and um if they put that recoil kit into the TK45, it's going to be a fantastic little rifle, and I will buy one in a heartbeat. Weirdly, I don't like the look of the, the Vector, but for TK45, definitely piques my interest. I'm it is. It's, to see what the mags are like. Well, did you see the Vector that they that Evike had? Just on the well, we're we're talking about Vector style guns here. Did you see the one they did with the special rail system on it? I didn't. Uh, I'll have to find you a photo. I'll have to find a photo to upload because they decided to make a joke one that had a rail that was as big as a person once you stood it on the ground on the vector. Right, I need to see that. You need <laughs> to put that in the show notes. I need um, to get that. No, I'm interested to see the uh, the TK45. Obviously, we're yeah. 
And they had a nice little, um, yeah, they had a nice little, it's called the KR7 Stinger as well, which is a little gas blowback rifle, which is quite a nice little looking gun as well. I've got some definite, nice, small rifles coming out. And these are all gas blowback, right? No, the TK45 is AEG. Okay. With electric blowback, is it? If it comes with the blowback, I'm not sure if that's going to be a feature on it. They didn't say, but if it does... Because that might have just been a feature for this simulation yeah, thing they're doing as well. Which is obviously more geared up to the Real law still. enforcement agencies and that. Yeah. Um, but if they do do it, it'll be electric blowback, but it'll be one to watch. And will we have any issue getting them over here? That they didn't say. From the sounds of it, no. But obviously it's got to be UK legal. Yes. I'm thinking more of there's no... Um, you know, some some of this stuff comes under like military spec, and therefore it's not able to come in or out the yeah. country. Yeah. Okay. It'll, very cool. It's one to watch. Yeah. Um, did you that see... really? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Did you see? Um, it was the Ronin where you could change the parts, wasn't it? Uh, the Ronin possibly. System on the wall. You can change yeah. the stock change the barrel length as to what you want yeah actually do you know what they say that yeah i've got the pictures here so you got you can make it all the pdw variants and yes. such as well and extend all the length of it out and, and that. that's the cool thing the idea being is it's the gun to suit you for the purpose you need or yeah want. exactly and that's what i'm excited to see yeah 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 i, I really want to see kwa stuff to coming over yeah, modular guns would be something that I really think may start hitting the market a bit stronger over here than... Yes, definitely. We haven't seen anything really take off that front. And I know we have seen a few guns where are modular and you can unscrew them and screw them back up. But nothing's yeah. really taken off over here. The the idea of just being able to swap your, inner ba uh, your outer barrel to go from CQB to DMR style would be yeah. quite an impression. impressive uh, bit of kit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one to watch. Cool. Right. right so, uh, moving on. Odin speed loaders. I've finally seen the adapters and the anti shake inner. The anti rattle <laughs> inner. They had them at Shot Show. Yeah. Um, this is basically the sleeve on the inside that stops the rattle, right? Or quiets the rattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meant to stop the rattle of the BBs as you're running around. Now, it's just a sheet of rubber basically yeah, but I was say, so it, it works it works it dampens the sound quite significantly they were demonstrating to us and it worked yeah nothing more to say than that it worked Good no job. yeah it, it, it does what it says on the tin there's not a lot you can say about it and obviously they've got the prototype they had the prototypes of the adapters for the mags now as well for the speed loader yes which I'm looking forward to coming out because I have, have AK mags I do okay. and I I couldn't go back Oh, to anything really? else now it's that good a speed loader if you've got an M4 if you've got an M4 yeah unfortunately at the moment until these adapters come out I've either got 3D print your own or just grin and bear it with the old style speed loaders yep oh. and so you've seen the adapter and it looks good and it works and you're, you're yeah they work I mean obviously they're in prototype stages at the moment from the looks of it because they're very sort of clunky and just look like they've been ripped off the 3D printer that morning. Right, kind of okay. Thing. I, I will so, say I have seen people already doing 3D prints that work for AK mags. 
Yeah, um, uh, it's getting. Uh, I need one I of need our the guys. Models. Baz Jones has got one. If you didn't know. Oh well. <laughs> I so. can't see me getting the model off of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, if they start shipping these with the loaders as well, ideal because yeah. I could have an AK and M4 mags and be done with it. Yeah, you know what? I've never considered an open speed loader, but now that I have switched to an M4 and I use mid caps, it may be something Do it. I look at. Get a genuine Odin speed loader, you'll never go back. Yeah. What's the retail on those over in the UK at the moment? Ooh, um, I believe it's about the £50 mark. Okay. But it might be cheaper now because I know there was a couple of companies that cloned it and that obviously brought the retail prices down. So I, I spoke to someone recently who's used, who has the Odin and has tried every clone available. They work, but they are nowhere near as smooth. No, um, yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I've heard. Most, um, of, most of these clones are actually all coming from the same factory. They're just relabeled, which is fine. Yeah. That is a lot of our industry. Yeah. But at the same time, it was good to hear that the Odin one is still far superior because it means the clones are cloning the idea but not quite nailing down some of the reasoning behind it. Yeah, exactly. This is the problem. They're not getting it all down. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, for the price of the Odin speed loader, I could go get what, 10 of the speed loaders I use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, but like you say, if it does come with some adapters or the adapters are available at a reasonable price, maybe it's something that suits me more because I have an AK, I have an M4, I have pistol mags. It'd be great to see some adapters on that front. Yeah, definitely. Which is it's kind of nice that we're talking about Odin because they're in the same place as my next one, which will make Will Greenwood either very <laughs> upset or very happy. This must be the Z-Shot booth. Yep. And this is the replica Cry Precision JPCs, AVSs, etc, etc, and other pouches, etc, coming soon. Fully licensed, multiple colours. Or multiple camouflage styles. Sorry, I started dying a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's all the same materials, etc., etc., just made somewhere else, or made under licence, basically, and... At hopefully a fraction of the price, well, a fraction yeah, or at least at cry prices. You're looking at a fraction of what you'll pay for full cry precision. So, definitely one to watch, and it's all licensed, it's all everything, so it's legit. I'd love to see the variance in quality... It would be interesting. I don't think, from an airsoft point of view, it would matter, honestly, unless you're really going to rough it out. Yeah. But who knows? Um, and obviously, if you're a purist. Well, yeah, and of course, if you're a purist and you've got the money and you want to go cry, then go for it. But I do yeah. know that a lot of people love cry, but just simply can't afford or justify that. It's so, it's so expensive for what it is. In yeah, my opinion, but it's not—it's not really aimed at us, is it? We're, no, we're it's aimed at the—it's aimed at the real steel guys. Yeah, who have been given money to go buy it, or have been given yeah. money for some kit, and they've gone and bought it. Well, let's be honest, it's aimed at the military. That's yeah. all it's aimed at. Absolutely, and um, so it's great to see them maybe looking at a cheaper market for. And maybe I don't know if it was aimed specifically for airsoft or just. For it wouldn't surprise me if it was, to yeah. be honest with you, because obviously, yeah. So one thing I noticed at Shot Show. Which surprised me greatly. A lot of the real steel guys are starting to understand what we're about with airsoft and start to embrace it. Oh, 
Very cool. Which, um, there was one company that really caught my eye there, which was a company called Maxim Defence. Maxim Defence, yes. Now, this is actually the guy behind Helix Airsoft. Okay. Uh, I believe his name is Jack. Um, off the top of my head, but he basically all the work he was doing is now been brought out by a real defence contractor. But you're getting he he's taken a VFC four one six C. Yeah. And made real steel spec stocks and rails for it, front yeah. rails for it. And these things are solid. Yeah, so they have... So Maxim Defence, which you're right, is run by Jack Ferrell. Yep. Has got an AR-type gas blowback prototype. Yes, which is based off of the VFC, basically. Okay. What stands out from this differently? It just... We know airsoft rifles normally. They'll feel nice, but... Inevitably, they'll all start rattling and everything's a little bit wobbly to begin with. You know exactly what I'm on yeah, about here, I'm sure. Yeah. This thing felt solid. It felt like a real rifle. And Maxim Defence is primarily focused on real steel market. Yeah, obviously there's a big real steel thing behind them. Yeah. But because he's got the SF side with him, he's working on that. And I can't say anything that he told us, but they are definitely a company to be watching over the next few months. Huh, very cool. Well, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, we put it this way. There was a gentleman's agreement that I couldn't discuss a lot of what he told us, but they are definitely ones to watch. Ah, very with cool. What... Um, That's all I'll say on the matter. If anyone is interested at this moment in time, there is a video on Popular Airsoft about the Maxim Defence. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, search on popularairsoft.com and take a look at that. But unlike yeah. unlike with, 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 the, with the folding stock, unlike current airsoft versions where you have to press the button and extend it and whatever, you can literally just use the weight of the rifle to extend the stock. Cool. And you can adjust the length of it to you, so you can put a couple of screws in to lock it off at a certain length. Mm-hmm. So it'll only go a certain distance and then stop. But obviously if a shorter... Oh, I've just That's seen it. Yeah, beneficial. you literally can just yank it like a, you know, like you would a real gun. You can treat it without feeling like yeah. it's going to fall apart. It looks like it can be used and abused, and they're obviously looking at the locking on top God, man. to of the rails Even to the act like a real steel. The finish looks solid. It is real. It looks... It's really nice, mate. It'll be interesting to see what the price is. Obviously, the, this is still early days for them. But I believe they're going to retail... And this will be the first licensed stuff coming out of Helix. Yes. Um, so that's an interesting move. It'd be interesting to see where they position themselves in the pricing range because of for yeah. gas blowback. Again, I reckon you're honestly going to be looking about the $400 mark. That's not bad. Again, it's, retail. it's not Yeah, it's not too towards, bad. No, it's not targeted towards the UK market as much, I can imagine. Yeah, well, a, I, I, I believe he's. I believe they're going to look at coming over here, you know. Oh, if if they, they can produce a product like that, it'll yeah. be over here in heartbeat. People will want it. Yeah. But um, obviously, they've got to work out the legalities of it all. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't come around the £500 mark for British pounds. Possibly after import and when you've paid taxes given, and everything. Given the look at it, I'm looking at the current price range of the Titmans at 460 
look at the AR1, yeah. which is 620 quid. Something that, around that range. Maybe on the higher end of the gas blowback. Obviously, we'll wait and see what the performance is like. Again, VFC gas blowbacks aren't cheap. Not, not, the, higher, not the higher end stuff. And that yeah, looks like what they're aiming for because they are a real steel company. There's something I'm going to have to send you after the show's finished as well, which will pique your interest. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, right. so that's pretty much guns. What about some kit? Have we got any kit we would that kind Obviously, of we've discussed. Of, yeah, yeah we've discussed the, the uh, replica cry. Yeah, uh, you've got five eleven with a new hexagonal laser cut plate oh, carrier so this patterns. Was, this was interesting. Yeah. So rather than the traditional cut oh, and now yeah not, cut. rather than the traditional molly yeah well it's, it's, you can now put everything molly, on at weird and wonderful angles basically yeah you've gone from molly to laser and now yeah. laser to hex so you could put a pa- uh, a pouch on at any angle yeah um, interesting to find out if the normal molly's got adapters yes. or if not you're gonna have to go down the full set or if it'll just work with normal molly potentially maybe yeah did you get because to see it what, did, what was your thoughts it's a very nicely made product, as you'd expect from Five Eleven. Yeah. Um, takes a bit of getting used to the looks of it, but I'm sure it'd grow on me. Oh, very cool. And of course, it's, LB- it's, LBX were there with some more kit from their end. I've never really considered LBX a lot of the time, but I was looking at some of the kits um, that was reviewed by Jet Desert Fox. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something I start looking at. They've got some really nice chest rigs. Yeah, um, unfortunately we didn't get to LBX ourselves, but I've seen the reviews you're on about, and there is a lot of good kit coming out from them, from the looks of it. So again, one to watch. Yeah, absolutely, and maybe just one to start paying attention to and considering. Again, yeah, I've not really considered LBX at all, but I'm definitely after watching that video going to take a more of a keen interest and see what they've yeah. got. Uh, very cool. Right. Yeah. So um, the only other one I saw really gear wise was for sort of backpacks and gun cases and that and that was HK a group called did you see that I did nice looking little rifle yep um, but I'll always be a 416 boy at heart <laughs> uh, yeah I think this is going to go down uh, very well to be honest it'll be interesting to see if obviously this is aimed at real steel market now yeah but it'll be interesting to see if it starts getting adopted around the world and then if an airsoft version comes to the market well, maybe, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm liking the look of it. Obviously, it's 5.56 based. I like the yeah. look of it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see what it's like in performance. I'll always be a 416 boy. Which is <laughs> me. Um, but really and truthfully, other than the company doing backpacks and gun cases called Can-A, um Can-A Gear. They, yep. Yeah. If you're they, interested they, in that type of stuff as well, I believe the Heresy Group were... Or, what was aka random trashy was doing a lot of work with him i don't know if he still is but i definitely yeah. know over here he has done a lot of their review of their kit yeah it, it looks all right to be fair yeah well he's he's worn it he's been chuffed with it for what it is again i yeah. believe it's more higher end stuff yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing i mean when you start looking at this sort of show yeah you're really going to be going up towards the top end of the market um, but while you were, while you speak around trashy, actually, there was one bit of kit that I saw, which isn't a gun and isn't like your normal clothing. Night vision. No, but it could be useful for for milsims, especially in rougher terrain. Okay. Now this is a. You'd have to sniper tape this up because it's orange. <laughs> okay. Moment. But it's a uh, hydration system, basically. 
set of three filters you can use one either one or two or all three depending on them and they have different functions ones for viral ones for bacterial and ones for something else but you can attach them in line with your straw on your hydration pouch okay or you can get like a water bottle or you can get like a little pump that you yep. can use out in the wilderness basically drinking water out so of, you could filter whatever. river water or pond water yeah or yeah and the, this th- the theory behind this product kit. it can be attached to your kit or it can be a standalone item that you get out in your fob or whatever yep. and you filter your water through it and you can filter your water through it yeah now you can either drink it direct or you can pump it very cool now these things aren't overly expensive for what they are I can't remember the prices off the top of my head but it's definitely something to look at and I'll leave a link to the guys in fact I'll have the company name here in, in the show notes yeah yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave a link to the guys in the show notes. Uh, I can't get a name up at the moment. Oh, but cool. with well, com- if you're into our real hardcore milsims, or you're willing yeah. to do, and, and you can use it outside, obviously you use it outside of airsoft, you know, if you're into your... Yeah, if you're into your... Like, yeah. Or you're just mental and climb mountains like, for a holiday <laughs> like Mr. Bailey does. <laughs> there we go. And uh, that's, a, that's a nice bit of kit. I'll have yeah. to have a look. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's only for the... The serious contenders, I think, at that yeah. point. Yeah, but they, they they were with a company called Techmat. T-E-K-M-A-T. Yeah. Cool. Now, Techmat um, is basically what it is. It's a mat to clean your guns on. But I can see these appealing to airsofters. Now I know Roger's getting some, but they've got schematics for the real steel guns on it. Yeah. But they're like washable mats, so you're not getting crap all over your table or whatever when you're cleaning your rifts down. Okay. So, I mean, just for the fact that it's got a proper picture of a gun on it, I can see people buying them. <laughs> there are some good... But there they're, they're nice cool. little bits of kit, to be fair. For what it is, you know, it's a washable mat that you can clean your gun on. Yeah. It's simple. They retail relatively cheap, and you can work on your rifts on it, basically. And protect everything else. Mm. But yeah, really and truthfully, that was about what we saw. Oh, there's one little clip thing that we saw that um, rather than using a sling or as an extension of having a sling for your rifle, it's a little molly plate that goes on the front of your rig or on your belt, belt or whatever, and you can just clip your riff into it. You change the. Uh, sling plate over and it's got a little sort of button on it and it just clips into this little adapter which obviously can make it a little bit more hands free if you're working with a rift because let's be honest how often do they get in the way I'm saying isn't that is that new I don't know if I'm picturing the right thing so on the top for example on your top left shoulder or right shoulder of your plate carrier so, so you can have your sling yeah and then on the front of your plate carrier or on the side or on your battle belt down low Oh, it's a little plastic place to adapt it to at the front. Yeah, end. and then basically you'll change the sling plate over. Yep. So it's got this little button on it, and it literally just slides in and locks it in. Oh, very cool. And then, and then your hands free. So yep. rather than having your sling hanging down at the side of you, you can just clip the rifle into that, and it'll hold it. Oh, very cool. Uh, send me a link on that one because that's. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it later. Uh, I believe Roger again is going to get some at some point. 
Very cool. Well, it sounds like so, it was yeah. a, a crazy few days. It um, was it was a mad. I mean, we only managed to get a couple of days in there. <laughs> um, just basically because of various things going on, you know. Is there's a lot to do out there, and I was dying after the first day. We were all a bit knackered after the first day, so we gave it a day to recover. But stupidly, I then decided to walk 15 miles from one end of the strip to the other, <laughs> while the rest of them were sensible. But yeah, I mean, for what there is out there, it's um, there's a lot of nice stuff out there. Um, Very cool. What, a what lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Is the number one thing you're looking forward to? If you had to pick, all right, you know, I'll say top three, top three of everything you've seen. Of everything I've seen, the TK45. Ronin from KWA. What, what position? I'd go. I'd go for the uh, small PTW vector style look. Yeah, but sorry, it. one, two, or three is in your. Oh, so that'll be that'll be at the top. That'll be the number list. one. Okay, so yeah. that's the, the, the number one thing you're looking forward to this year. Yeah, number two, the five eleven kit because I'm quite intrigued by this hexagonal pattern and how practical it's going to be. Okay. And seeing how it's going to be integrated into not Existing. just the real steel world, but the airsoft world yeah, as well. And then third, I'm probably going to go with the um, the combat machine LMG. Oh wow! No, not a Glock. Are you sure you, I can't tempt you with a Glock? I'm I'm sh- <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. Well, that's but a, no. that's awesome. Yeah, like I say, yeah. there there was a lot that came out of this one. Um, it was, yeah. It was it it was sensory overload to <laughs> everything that was going on. Obviously you've got the real steel there as well and you're getting a bit upset that you can never own such things. <laughs> but all the all the, now having said that, one thing I was impressed with on a on a real steel kind of note, but we had a go with it. The NRA were there. Yep. With a VR system, they're calling it carry guard. Yep. Now what this system did was it put us in a situation in virtual reality where you're presented with a situation to see how you'd react to it. Okay. So the one that we went for, you've got a guy walking along with his wife, a bloke hanging around by a car, and he's like, give me the, give me your bag to the woman. She's like, no, and then he pulls a gun out. So seeing how you'd react to that sort of situation. Yep. Now... Realistically, anybody sees someone pull a gun on someone else, they're going to try and take them the fuck down, isn't they? Well, yeah, well, and unless adrenaline or anything like that kicks in, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's that's how I reacted. I thought he's posing a threat to someone else here. It's either him or more of us, because who's to say he's not going to turn around? No, absolutely, yeah. And then, and then the whole the whole situation develops from there, basically, and it gives you the consequences of your reactions. Oh, really? And stuff, and yeah, we all got arrested. I can say, was it spun to be pro-gun? It's spun. Basically, it's sort of to get these guys... The, the carry guard system, from what I understand of it, is like a card, basically, to say that the NRA recognises you as an uh, official sort of carrying body of a firearm. And it's just sort of a protection for yourself, basically, for these situations. But obviously... The website will tell you more about it. Yeah, and there is some great videos on YouTube. I've just literally watched one while you were talking there uh, of an experience in some sort of shopping mart. Yeah. As someone walks by. So, a very cool idea, <laughs> obviously, for uh, America, where 
you do get a mixed opinion on the Second Amendment. Yeah, let's be honest. This like is, yeah, NRACarryGuard.com is the website. Very good. And it says, it says it's the most complete self-defense membership program offering training for those who carry a gun. Very cool. So, yeah, it's all about protecting yourself for them, the sounds of it. But yeah, it's 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 a good system, and I mean I'm always a firm believer in real steel helps airsoft. Yeah, by the looks of it, it's also making you prepared for. Okay, it's not about there's a there's someone there with a gun and you literally pull the shot, pull the trigger straight away. It's also understanding the consequences. Yeah, you know, there's, there's always really going to be consequences of what you've done. Really, so. realizing the seriousness of it, it's not a case of oh yeah. I shot him because he's got his gun. It's, That's a yeah, very it's not to. Yeah, it's it's obviously they're proactive pro, given gun, the responsible yeah, use, aren't they? G- yeah. Given all the issues that have come out, especially in the last couple of years with regards to firearms in America yeah. and the, the big debates about it. For example, where were we and what happened three months ago where we were? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's very good to see a nice proactive approach to it. Ah, fantastic. That's a very cool technology and good yeah. use of VR. Anyway, over to you. What's the three things you're looking forward to the most out of this show? Right, so Based on what you've now seen. I've not seen them, but three of the things, for me, I, I'm really excited to see the Tipman stuff. I know I've had a Tipman and I've got rid of the Tipman. I'd yeah. be willing to try and see what they've come out with next because it's something that I think from a company point of view they're fantastic I just want to see what happens the HPA thing kind of kind of put me off the line wasn't an issue but at the same time it was an issue I got yeah. used to it but I didn't like it but, yeah that's a big issue for and, a lot of and people and the efficiency you know CO2 is fine but I mean I choose green gas pistols because I can't be bothered to go with CO2 capsules do I want to go down the route where having a, an M4 with CO2 capsules and only get one or two mags out of it. Depends. Yeah. Again, Milsim's great, but I'm not buying a rifle just for Milsims. I'm buying it for skirmishes, Milsims, and anything else after that. Yeah. Um, of course, that. so I, I'm going to say that's number two. Number one, yeah. of course, is the Avatar Grenade. There is yeah. no doubt about it. I'm super excited to get my hands on this. I'm begging Red Wolf for... Um, the ones as they come over here to see if I can get hands on for a review. I only want it for a few days. I just want to be able to see how it's going to work so I can really gauge the, what I feel the long term of it and whether it whether it's going to be suitable in the long run. Yeah, It's a risky gamble. It's, it's an expensive bit of kit for a grenade but at the same time it could change the game and I know people throw that statement out there but if it's that one grenade that does everything you need and you just buy what you want for it and you know it's going to last. Yeah. Um, And then thirdly, what was really there? I like the Ronin TK-45 and I didn't think I'd like the Ronin TK-45. It's it's one of those things you feel dirty for liking it. It's like a a love affair, isn't it? Yeah. You feel bad for liking it. I, I just love the... I, I, I like the look of it. I think it looks rough, nasty, but at the same time quite sleek. I, I like the idea of what it's doing. It shows a lot of potential. I love the modular aspect, which is something that I've really been big on and wanting to see take off. Yeah. 
So I would almost go for, I'm going to go, and this is a bit more, more like a wild card for me, the Ronin TK45. Nice. So there's the top three. Cool. Well, we've actually managed to fill an hour and a quarter. Wow, it's not bad, is it, really? What's come out of shot yeah. show? So, so, so what's the next show? Do you know who's on the next show and what you got planned? Next show will be Mr. Bailey with Kicking Mustang, oh, and Kicking Mustang. we're going to be speaking about what he's up to over the coming months with regards to his sniper antics and generally upsetting everyone with the fact that he's 100 metres away. <laughs> yeah, definitely quiz him about his SRS because that has been getting a lot of publicity from yeah. Longbow, now from Skirmshot. I am really excited to see some of the stuff I'm hearing. I've, you know, I can't talk too much about it, but I'm starting to hear some pretty crazy statistics from the SRS scene. Yeah. And obviously, the price is not cheap, but it, if you've never felt an SRS, they are solid. They feel like a real gun. You know, it weight, it's metal. The mags yeah. are massive. You know, it feels real. It feels solid. The ball pop design actually works well in its favour because you're not changing mags so frequently. It doesn't seem to take any major issues. But the actual consistency and stuff, I'm really, really pleased and surprised to see it. For everyone that goes, should I get an SSG or an SRS? There's a reason why both of those are debated. They're both around the same price. It's which one do you like the look of and performance-wise. But if the stats I hear are correct... And I'm still waiting to see some solid proof of it. And it may be something that I get involved with in filming and kind of actually seeing in person. Then that SRS is just about to whip the rest of the kind of rifles, current, at least provable range. It's pretty yeah. much as good as that. But again, that's only from what I hear. But I, I'm definitely seeing the SRS camp being a massive one. And the Sniper Ops guys have all basically started switching over to it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. As it's a second definitely taken off. The Mark Twenty One, Mark Twenty Three is definitely their primary. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, okay, Graham. Cool. Where can guys find you? Uh, head along to airsoftnation.co.uk, facebook.com forward slash airsoftnation for free to reach out, come along, say hi. Don't forget to download the apps. Version three has been released, so we've now got mm. the the GPS on the map, the marketplace, new feature. You wouldn't have seen it yet, Andy. You can now yeah. mark items as sold, so you won't get pestered anymore. And the messenger should be out within the next month. So, uh, super crazy times here, and I'm probably going to have to chat with you off air at some point because I've got so much to talk about going on. Um, this is going to be an incredible year for Airsoft Nation. Um, literally, what we're looking forward and, to. Um, this is what we need. Yeah, and I've, I've started vlogging. I'm starting to record my mornings and evenings because of the crazy schedule I do. Because I want to document this. Because I'm literally leaving a legacy. That's that's yeah. the get, that's the aim here. We're not talking about, you know, being famous. I don't care about that. What I want to do is leave a legacy and change the industry. And yeah, uh, I'll definitely. tell you what, this year is going to be incredible. Good. Thank you so much and for, for having me on. For more information on SF Nation, listen to episode one. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, obviously things have changed since we last did that. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me on again. It's been a pleasure, yeah. and I can't wait to come back again at some point. Thank you very much for your time, Graham. Uh, as for me, get onto Facebook, Instagram, search for the Chairsofter Show. We'll pop up. Follow us on iTunes and at all your other media outlets. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much, Graham. 
thank you very much and uh, I hope to see some of you guys around yep and it's uh, goodbye from me as well see you later guys take care stay bye. safe take your hits bye <laughs>